Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here, Zubilee Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul. Hello, Zubaroos. And Billy. Welcome to the show. Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubilee Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubilee, Zubilee Zoo, Zubilee Zoo, magic and wonder are waiting for you. So come on with us now and discover the wonder of you. Welcome to Zubilee Zoo. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Zubilee Zoo podcast. I am one of your hosts, Billy Peck. And with me is I'm Paul and it's great to be back and let's welcome back. Of course, our resident bear in uh, our, our bear in charge. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I'd go that far, Paul, but uh, it's me, Michael B. Moynihan, and we have a very, very special guest with us on this podcast. Mystery guest, would you please introduce yourself? Oh, you blew yes, it. Now who knows who it is. <laughs> I wonder if anyone will know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the great. It's me, Wazak Kangaroo. And it's so uh, great to be here, guys. Oh, my gosh. And I'm it's great so to be with you. I'm so excited to be on this show. I, I, I feel like I'm right in Zubilee Zoo again. It's me fantastic. Me, too. Here we are. So, so you here guys is. Are amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. On this uh, whole thing, I've so enjoyed every episode. Yeah, and and definitely uh, wanted to uh, publicly um, thank you for um, your support. And, uh, you know, you're always talking about it, sharing it, um, commenting on things. It's it's very nice to see uh, the love that you share for us. So thank you very much. Well, and Louise, it's been so good for the cast to have you sort of really take the lead on reviving um you know this whole community and you you do such a great job that's so nice i um you know and i love to check out that site and and to comment and it's so much fun and sometimes i feel bad because i get so busy and i you know can't can't always get to it but it's so nice to check in and um see all the people who love the work that we did so many years ago well i think that you know the whole point is the zubaroos i mean that's really the whole point of what we did 30 years ago and here they are grown up and they've got baby Zubaroos and, yeah. and it's so incredible. That's the magic yeah. that, yeah. that, that they didn't forget. And it was forgotten. It was shelved yeah. and it was probably about 10 years ago, maybe a little more. I don't know. I, when I came to LA to, to put that demo together, it was a little bit mm-hmm. before that I Facebook kind of started up and, and, um, you know, putting a putting a group on. I didn't know if that would fly or not. And the pages and Mike, I came and you said, oh, yeah, I think this is a great idea. Let's start a Facebook page as our characters. And we, we always would do them in character. Yeah. And uh, Gary did it and Karen did it. And nice. uh, and then the group started. And I mean, just I, I think it's the um, it's the full circle of the Zubaroos now feeding me. You know, they're yeah. they're now 
giving back. And I'm, I've, I've done a lot of work. I've been in a lot of shows, but there's nothing yeah. that has lasted in my entire <laughs> life. You've done like a ton. Like Zoo. You know? Yeah. You and, know? Uh, and <laughs> I would like to start as well. We already started it, but um, Louise, it's great to see you. I love you so much. And Aww. I consider you. Uh, You're such like a, my brother. We're I know. family. That's but what I mean. I it never goes family. away. And yeah. any of the shows I've done, they're all little families. But Subali Zoo is like, you know, we're just going to always know, you know, love each other. There's yeah. just that sibling feeling. It truly is among the Subali. No matter what I call you, Louise or Stevie, <laughs> or was that? You will always be my family. And I would like to hear from you. I'd like Billy and Paul and everybody listening to hear from you. Why do I call you Louise and or Stevie? Sometimes I call you Stevie. And most of the uh, that uh, fan page uh, folks uh, call you Stevie. And many of your credits are Stevie. Uh, would you tell us about that? You know, I'm not honestly sure why or when I went back to Stevie. It was probably when I started jazz singing because it was kind of a nifty sounding name. But I didn't make it out of thin air. It's actually, here it is, my real first name. My name is Stephanie Louise Valen. And um, my mother for, um, well, I guess, I, I don't know. I, she just changed it to Louise Valance when I was very young. And all throughout my entire life, during the time I did Zoobly Zoo, I, I went by Louise. And... Um, and then I went back to Stevie when I was about 40 and uh, started just, it just kept, kind of took. And uh, so now people sort of like who know me from 40 years on, either when I was three years old called Stevie or when I was now flash forward 40 years old, I went back to Stevie. And um, so I, I always say to people who knew me from before, like you or any of the Zubaroos, please call me Louise. I, I don't want to stop being called Louise. So I really like both the names very oh, much. And there's a real place in my heart for Louise. So, yeah. you know, but they're so different, both those names. And, yep. um, but I think on both of them, they're a different, different feeling for both of them. But um, I agree. I've never Louise gone by Stephanie. Louise is yeah. strong and classic and Stevie <laughs> is fun and yeah. whimsical. So, and you're all of that. And I and like more. both of them, you know. I think yeah. I would be very sad if people thought it was one or the other, you know. Uh -huh. Like I had to be Stevie now forever, yeah. so I would miss that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's not really much to it. It's, it it wasn't a made up name. Yeah. People don't realize that. Well, Stephanie Louise Valance, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> so much. Yes. Yes. Um, the 35 years of Zubali Zoo. I yeah. mean, it just feels like yesterday. I know. And here we are, flash flash forward. 35 years later talking about something that happened you know half decades ago it's just yeah, that's amazing. magic right there really you is know? yeah it's 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 fun um you know especially for like you know me and paul because it, you know this is this is what a uh the fun dynamic of this show is obviously you know you were part of it you are the show we were the viewers you know when it when it came out, I how was, old were you, Billy? So I'm 36 and Paul's 35. So you were one when you yeah. watched it? Oh my God. Well, I was a you baby. Know, I, I probably saw it, <laughs> you know, later in, it later in syndication, you know, is, is probably about when I started, you know, a couple of years later, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's a thing that's always been part of my life. And, and uh, so for yeah, me, it was HR Puffin stuff. You know, I remember mm. HR Puffin stuff. And I think it had also that this kind of iconic um, impact on people. And they only sure. did. They did very few shows. They did like maybe 10. You know, they didn't. They certainly didn't. How many did we do? 
How many did we do? 65. Oh, my God. I still can't get over that. But H.R. Puff and stuff didn't do that many. They didn't yeah. nearly do it. But it's still, you know, people never forget that show either. Yeah. So. Well, it's like Dumbo Circus did. You know, I mean, it's still, it, it's up there in the realm of kid shows that stand out. And, yeah, I think less than 30 episodes. Wow. And, you know, you know and Doodle Bops are out now. The Doodle Bops, you've mm-hmm. heard of them. I don't know why there aren't more people trying to do shows that have costumes because people just love it. No? Yeah. And I think that's where the furry movement comes from. You know, there's something about that dressing up and being a mascot of some, of a sort. You know? Sure. And because I'm in animation now and I teach and I direct, I've noticed that sometimes the shyest, most introverted people will come alive when you put a costume. And Mike, you know about this. You've done lots of stuff for Disney. You know? Yeah. And it gives you permission just to be silly and, you know, and, and, you know, play another facet of yourself without being responsible for what comes out. But um, I don't know why that people like Doodle Bops is hugely successful. You'd think there would be more shows that would come mm. out. I, I mm. guess it's super expensive. I don't know. Well, and like it is, to touch on the, you know, costumes, it, it gives you a chance to be somebody other than yourself. So even the shyest person, when you're in a costume or you're in a role, you're not you. Exactly. Yeah. You're a facet of you, but you're, you're right. not. Yes. Yes. You know, and you know. generally, you'll hear, you know, outside of here, you'll hear me refer to myself as Moose. <laughs> well, I know about you, Moose. I've met <laughs> and, you, Moose. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, an extension of me. And that's, you know, an exaggerated version of myself. That's, exactly. That's know, a very it, good way of putting it, right? You there. Know, it, it's an element version. that... Mm-hmm. You know, I like to portray when I'm out doing other things, my other podcasts, uh, you know, just other public things, you know, whereas this is more dialed back, more real. And th- this this is me. And, you know, whereas with Moose, it's more you, you put out that outward persona of, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and doing something different. And yeah. I think that's why, you know, the costumes and things like that allow you to do something that you're not comfortable with because it's not you. It's somebody completely different. It's very right. freeing and very makes you very unselfconscious mm-hmm. uh, to have that costume. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, you know, like I was thinking and Gary said it, you know, he said, we all, he said it on one of your last shows, uh, how it was a beautiful quote. I, I loved it. Um, he said, you know, we loved, we created these characters and we loved being, mm-hmm. and really we loved being them because they were just, they were us truly deep down our heart. You know, I, as I say, it's like a full circle, like was that's coming back. She reminds me of who I am, you know, when I watch Zubilee Zoo or I, or I'm her, you know, for a second, it is me. It is my heart and soul that created that character. And it is you, Mike, you are so look at, you may not realize that. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. You know, and Gary is yeah. so bravo. I mean, we are abs, and Karen is so talkative. Totally, but you know what I noticed, Louise? And Sandy is so built. Yeah, I mean, it's just phenomenal. And Forrest, he is, you know, and the, Forrest, absolutely. You know, one of the things I noticed as we started doing the podcast, and I started rewatching a lot of episodes, and we're now just on the very early episodes. I'm already seeing the evolution of our characters going from what we were told from Hallmark. Steve Binder, Deke, whoever, the directors, Ed Greenberg. And, and we were trying to um, incorporate some some of the animal facets to our character. Yeah, you lost that right away it, it, because it just- it, come, it came 
now and then. And I don't yeah. know where I got that. I think I got that at the audition, actually. The Something. importance of that. Was, yeah, then, and it and would Greenberg, ground me, and then I could go from there. Like, yeah. it would give me a little place to sort right. of... But we my, we're talking that. about putting our hand, my hand together like paws. I know. Yeah, and yeah. and different characteristics of of an animal. Like I would, you know, scratch my rear end on a yes. post like a bear sometimes. Right. But we evolved, and like you were just saying, it became more of us um, was put into the character, and the characters became. Um, I just think more real, if if that's possible, yeah. you know, in this in this fantasy land, but. They just became um, more, I don't know, just uh, more believable as as more as we had more mm-hmm. people traits. Mm-hmm. And, well, you uh, got to tap into more of who you are as, you know, your, your, your core. Yeah. Um, yeah. Became more Zoobles. <laughs> yeah. Zubular. Yeah. Zoobles, Zoobles became less like an animal and more like a human being with some some characteristics of an animal. Yeah, well, like it, just now and then a little bit would come yeah. through. We weren't thinking about it so much. Mm-hmm. It was a place and, to start and then we let go of it. We were yeah, just too yeah. exhausted and too much <laughs> on our brain trying to figure out where we were in a, in the plot, you know, yeah. of what story mm-hmm. and what scene and what what was, you know, what the storyline was. That was I was hearing you on some of your previous, you know, shows that you guys did and I was thinking that, you know, that we really had to be masters, not just of memorizing lines and learning dance steps and learning song numbers at an incredibly fantastic pace and getting up at you know three o'clock in the morning and have our makeup in the makeup chair at four or five i think gary was you know but the following of the each storyline we had to know because we would you know move from set to set and do all the scenes i know you've said this before all the scenes on bravo stage from five different shows that week and we had to know where it was in the storyline of each episode that's phenomenal that we did that yeah and and having to uh, no, like, am I am I sad? Did did, did th- this happen? Did I lose my dog before this scene that we're shooting? That's down? right. <laughs> so my, Is the dog in this, this yeah, scene? Yeah, whatever <laughs> it was. You're right. We had to yeah. be able to. I mean, you know, that on its own. It's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. that's that's uh, that's something you know we took for granted. We take for granted now, and we forget just apart from the heat, apart from all that going on. Yeah, and know? I think there's nothing <laughs> uncommon for actors about shooting out a sequence. Right. It's it's the only time I've ever had to shoot five, five scripts. episodes simul- out of sequence. Simultaneously <laughs> I mean, out of sequence. Yeah, exactly. You know? Five episodes. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And then in between, you know, don't forget, they would have us do specials. Or, you know, if we, if we had five minutes to ourselves, it would be come over here and do a promo. You yeah. Know? So we would be doing that. We, we just never had down. So Photo then- shoots for, you know, for lots of different things, uh, including toys that were being produced. And sometimes, I don't know if you remember this, Louise, but I remember one time seeing this lady on the set. Nobody knew who she was, but she'd be looking at me. And, <laughs> and I thought she'd story. be writing something and looking at me and be like, introduce yourself or something, lady. Turns out she was going around to all of us and sketching us, sketching like uh, animated versions of us for toys and for artwork for books and stuff. But that was, there was so forget. much going on. And the other thing yeah. I wanted to say that we take for granted is what I was thinking about this, what our point of view was, what we was, we're, you know, that's something that we know ne- you haven't talked about in your podcast yet. I think it's interesting. And, and like when I was, for instance, singing, um, you are what you think you are and, or any, anything, any, anything this would apply to, but certainly there were always 
from our point of view, the whole room was filled with people. I mean, we had not just the lady making sketches. We had three three cameras. We had teleprompters constantly coming on and coming, moving around to try to get into our eye line. You know, sometimes they were down, they were up. We had to kind of find them. <laughs> you know, where's the teleprompter, and be able to improvise until we could find it. And sometimes it, you know, might not work or whatever. We had people doing lights because it was like being in theater. It wasn't really, you know, it was like being in theater and you'd have lighting people, grips. We had gaffers everywhere, um, catering. And don't forget, Louise, there will be like a cluster of people over here from Hallmark. You know, yes, talking in all of the clients and the network. Yeah, That's right, all the network. People from Deke every now and then, they'd come in mm-hmm. and out like, like groups of people who groups like, of people like a tourist yeah. coming through with yeah. buses. Like they were, yeah. there were a lot of people, like 20, 20, at least 20 people, maybe more big makeup in front department. of us on every single scene, yeah. big makeup department and costume department who are yeah. constantly on the set, touching us up. And right. It's amazing. Things. Everybody could just be quiet, you know, yeah. and, while we were going on. And sometimes they weren't, sometimes you yeah. would hear bangs off. Yeah. Um, one of the shows that we're doing today, I think it was Jeannie, um, I guess the one that we're going to be doing first, um, there was a microphone at the end, you know, the the microphone coming in. You can see that all the time, you know, I got the timestamp on it. Oh, that's so funny. So I mean, that kind of thing, but you're you're not really paying attention and there it is, you know, we were so into it. It amazes me. It amazes me how good the show was. And I'm so glad that there is this comeback. Thanks to the Zubaroos. It truly is. That the, 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 the love of the show, the magic of the show has somehow, the cream has risen. And and there is this, I just get goosebumps. I'm so glad because we all put so much into it. Not just the Zubels, Steve Binder, everybody, you know, all of the writers, David Pomerantz, all the people who wrote music, Saban, everybody, you know. Um, and I think we were all just really so sad, so like really wounded that nothing happened with it was almost like it was too hard to just put under the rug and carry yeah. on right we just couldn't mike but we did right. for two two decades maybe 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 yeah. close to three before you know i i think i yeah i can't really be responsible for 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 starting it back getting it back i think all i did was i noticed how much fan mail i was getting i noticed how many emails i was getting i couldn't believe that people were still saying, are you, was that, what happened to the show? And then I was just like, we've got to do something. And that's, I think, around the time when I saw you in, in Burbank, when I happened mm-hmm. to be there doing, directing some animation. And, yeah. and, um, and, and we just said, you know, what can we do to just reach out to this incredibly, it's, I felt guilty in a way because the Zubaroos really believed in us and we couldn't just drop them. That's what's so cool and very different from any other show that has a comeback. How many times do you see the, actors get together we are the force yeah you know and i think it's a blessing that hallmark has kind of just first of all it's amazing that hallmark's just letting us do this letting us have all those tube shows you know touch wood without <laughs> copyright or anything problems you know because i mean it's just we have to think i, I i'm very grateful to, to hallmark for, for turning the other cheek or letting us do this i wonder if they even know 
they must know. Oh, yeah. They must know. And we're doing a good job. Like I say, hats off to the people, the various people that are putting them up on, some, you know, yeah. YouTube, YouTube mm-hmm. I call it, because um, they're doing a great job. You know, yeah. they're not. Uh, and, and, and I think the quality that's going up there is why they're allowing it. Doesn't doesn't hurt them. I mean, unless somebody does another Zubali Zoo, I, I don't see why they wouldn't allow it to just yeah. stay up there. Yeah, and, unless... Unless they somehow figure out to, you know, put it on um, I was just you know, proper streaming that. or something, you know. And, yeah. And and um, that is the sad thing. There's Here's a little bit out of the, you know, the magic, the Pandora box here is that uh, they have lost the original tapes. You know, they as far as I know, as far as I've heard from the grapevine, I won't say who told me, but a very important person said, you know, one of the executives, and there were three, said... Um, you know, it's lost. They're lost. They're, and, and this person really sad that the, the original. So I don't think there will be any DVDs or anything like that. I don't know how they could get that Billy to do any better quality than the VHS. Most all everything you see on YouTube is VHS and mm-hmm. then transfer. Mm-hmm. So it would be a miracle. I mean, I keep hoping they're going to find them. But, you know, what does it matter? It's kind of a blessing. Right. Yeah. And and, you know, with it, that's that's kind of a big thing of, you know, obviously with what you do with the um, the Facebook group. And, and like you said, what, you know, a few people do on YouTube and, um, you know, Paul and I are, are big into the podcasting world and, you know, we've, we've built a, a good relationship with Michael and, and, um, you know, knew that he had this incredible history and treasure trove hidden of things that he has. And, and it was like, you know, there, there needs to be more, things you know in the in the zubal verse um you know th- there needs to be something that people can you know new content in some sort of way and i i, and- I, I still keep i can't help keep going back to animation because we can use the real voices and we can yeah bend yeah. in our work you know i mean it's such a great thing if hallmark would just realize that most of you know except for forest we're we're a full cast and Ben Vereen would love to do it. He has told me so many times, not recently, but I heard, I kept hearing from his manager, what's happening? Ben wants to know. He's totally got bells on. He wants to do it. And um, I just kind of tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. I don't know if any of you have tried to get hold of Hallmark. All you get is we are not pursuing this property. Yep. Paul like actually yep. has <laughs> had conversations. <laughs> with you're Hallmark. still hearing the same thing I heard ten years ago. Yeah. I finally, I finally just gave up. I felt really hurt. I'm glad you're getting it too. I won't take it so personally, actually, because I was like, I was that. <laughs> like, do you, do you know who I am, dude? Yeah. <laughs> and they're That's not, funny. they're not even alive in Hallmark. I mean, they're all, it's all new people who don't even yeah. know the show. That right. is what yeah. I. Yeah. What? Yeah. And so, so they're like, they don't even know who was that is. Uh, I mean, uh, I would like to get my costume remade because I don't think it exists anymore. I heard mm. that you might have my wig, but probably it's got ticks in it. I mean, I don't know what's in it. It's probably so old it'll fall apart if I put it on my head. It's probably, but you know, it, it, it really would be neat if we all just went to wherever they are. Where are, where are Hallmark? It's the cards, not the TV, by the way, that did. Kansas City. Kansas, that's right. And it's not 
Hallmark TV. It was Hallmark cards. And and Hallmark that's why properties. Hallmark yeah. properties. And it was like the one thing they did that was different from just greeting cards. Or and whatever. it was Kansas City, Missouri. And they're very particular about that, oh, yeah. that distinction. Uh, well, Crown so Center who, and where Hallmark is. is yeah. I really think we should go with cameras following us yeah. and in costume and just go and ha- knock on their door. Yeah, you know, Paul and I only live a couple Paul it's a three hour drive from hours us. away from it. Well, right. you can come with the camera crew. Yeah. And we, it, I would we, love we to know do that. a lot of people. We could get some stuff done. That we just showed hilarious. up at the camera crew and we wanted to talk. We got the name of the person to talk to, but you know. They probably and still course, don't even know who we were. And of course, Bravo has to lead us in. I Absolutely. demand justice. <laughs> I mean, it was I'm Otto justice. von Fox. No oh, justice, geez. no peace. <laughs> that's Otto, that's right. Ten years ago, I was afraid of doing something like that. Like, I was a really little, you know, I guess just afraid of breaking the rules or something. Well, but sure, now, you know, and like... Everybody does. Everybody you're still, does this. You're still working in the business. Is it going to, you know, get right. to the wrong people and, you know, blacklist you or, you know, like... How could it hurt anybody? How could right. anybody At not this point, love like, this flat I, idea? You know, If anything, if, you know, hopefully it would do something. But if, if anything, the very least it would do is... More content. It, it get it Yeah, it would get fans at least going like, hey, <laughs> look what they did, you know? Yeah. I don't think Hallmark would stop it if we put no. something like that on YouTube, if, if anything. You no. Know? I just wish I could get the rights. I would just love to do an animated... And, you know, Ruthie Child did look at the, you know, beautiful artwork that she did. Um, yeah. And she, she's an illustrator for children's books. And she learned uh, Toon Boom, which is self-taught just to do the demo. And uh, it was very oh, hard yeah. for her to do that single-handedly. No crew, no, no, yeah. no. Usually you have like 30 animators doing every little thing. So anyway, and she didn't do it. She's so fantastic. And she, she didn't do it with any sort of like, it has to be me who's in charge of the animation. She just wants it to happen. She's completely yeah. unconditional. It was a suggestion that we hoped Hallmark would pick up on because yeah. I didn't seem to be able to talk them into it. I kind of thought, well, what if, what if, and, and, and so I literally advertised on the group. I said, is there any animator? Are any of you Zubaroos? I wanted the Zubaroos to be part of the woods. And out of the woodwork came Leslie Madeline Rose. She did the writing with me on the two scripts that we recorded and it started to come together. And then Ruthie was also a Zubaroo over in Australia. I've never met Ruthie in person. Sure. And, um, you know, that kind of, and then Ben Vereen flew in for our recording. Maybe he was coming for something else too. And and only Karen was not able to make that recording. That was another thing that showed up at, at, when I was in Burbank, same studio I was recording at, did it, Salami. And, um, you know, so in terms of new content, that would just be so ideal. I mean, we wouldn't even have to be in costume or anything. Yeah. But it, it does cost thousands, you know, to make an animated sure. show. I don't know whether an animated show or another show in costume. I don't think that we, I think we're kind of maybe too old to play it again. And I think it would be just gross to be like we're the grandparents or something. I, I just think, I don't think, I, you know, it's such like a, a typical somebody would typically, I'd like it to be different. The and that's the incredible special effects we could do and other lands we could go to and god maybe even pixar would pick up on it you know and it would just be 
it's such a great concept, even if it was just a brand new concept. So I, I, I wish, I hope I'm alive that they could, they could use my voice still. That would be yeah. just, because Mike, you could do the voice again, right? I mean, you sure. have done it. Um, yeah. But you know what you said about, uh, you know, uh, it's kind of, it's, we're kind of coming into a uh, time again where I think we need sh a show like this. We need a show that's about love, friendship, acceptance. Um, you know, I think we're just in a time where it, it, it's something that we need. And the kids, the kids nowadays, I think, need a show like that again. Absolutely. Belonging. It's a yeah. sense of belonging. Yeah. That's what the Zubaroos feel, that they're part of. They know this magical show. It's amazing how many of them say that they, they've grown up and wondered if they were dreaming that the show exists. They found it on YouTube. And it, so many times I get that comment, like, wow. Yeah. I wasn't mm -hmm. like on psychedelics, <laughs> it, you know, it really happened. And that is, yeah, it's such a special. Thing. Yeah. So thank you so much for being part of this 35th reunion. You know, I hope there isn't a 40th. I mean, I, oh my God, we just got to have something happen before that. Yeah. That would be just depressing if we haven't got some sort of way. I also thought it would be so cool. Again, have a camera crew. We're in costume and we just do typical things like you went to the pet hotel <laughs> and, and Gary had an audition and he couldn't take his makeup off. Did Gary tell that story that he went for a real audition and he, I don't know no. if he got the part or not, but he went as Bravo. It was like for a doctor. It was like a completely straight role. <laughs> oh, no. And he, and he, you know. Being the trooper that we were in LA, we never said no to an audition, and he went in his full costume. I think I think he probably put clothes on, but he had the, had his the nose face. and had his yeah. uh, wig and ears, yeah. And I I think he got the part or, or something. He'll tell the story sometime <laughs> when he's on again. But yeah, I mean, when we would get in real life and the reactions we get from people, I would love to see a sitcom of us, even at the age we are now, still in our. Uh, you know, our, our, our costumes and everything. Or you just got to put a little gray in the suit. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> but make it like it's real. You know, like yeah. we have, we're, we're, we're this funky family and we live together and we do normal things. We each have jobs. We go out into the real world, you know, and we do it very serious, straight face. And it would be, it would just be such a funny, candid camera to see people's reactions and stuff. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. our real job is, you know, recording and then recording the animation. Um, and that, you know, that would be where we all meet up, meet up to do the anime recording or something. And then we go off and are oh, we going to have lunch? You're going to the cafeteria and you know, I'll join you. And how's your kids? And, you know, just be really fun to do a sitcom like that. Zubal house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Zubal house. Like, you know, who, who could I could be like all in the family? Like it would be like, um, I'm trying to think of who else would, what other family situation where, you know, we're still in, we could even do it like it's still in the 80s. Anyway, I, I could go on forever with all my ideas. But, <laughs> no, it's, and, um, you know, and throughout the duration of, of this podcast and, and, you know, whatever, like, I imagine that the door is open, you know, and that you are welcome oh, yeah. to come on for future episodes because, I mean, we haven't even started talking about the episode yet. Um, and it's like, it's just been a great time just, you know, hearing your banter and, and, you know, hearing some fun, you know, stories and ideas. And so, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into, uh, the genie. All righty. Um, now, um, this is one of those things where like, I will pick up on just little tidbits of something and I, Billy, actually, excuse yes. me, Billy, aren't you forgetting something? The synopsis, 
Oh, you're right. Yep. Come on. Paul, you do good synopsis, by the way. Really good. I love the rhyming from the rhyme and Simon. You did a rhyming one. Billy, you have to go to the penalty box. You're right. Two two minutes in the penalty box while Paul offers the synopsis. So for the genie, we have Van Gogh, Was That, and Takatu have hit a wall with their creativity. So Van Gogh decides that they need a break and they all choose to go on a picnic. On the picnic, they find Mayor Ben's lost bottle and out pops a genie. Our three Zoobles are granted one wish and they all wish for things to make their jobs easier. Automatic paintbrushes, typewriters, pianos galore. Our Zoobles can now watch their work be done for them. Will they get back to being the creative Zoobles that we know and love? Or will they enjoy the carefree lifestyle of watching their work get done? Let's find out together. Right. Okay, Billy, you can come out of the penalty box now. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yes, I always bring up these little, uh, I don't know, outside of the box things, not always expecting an answer, but then Michael always surprises. And I don't know if it was, um, if I picked up on it on prior episodes, but this is the first that I noticed it. And um, it's just after the song ends and we're just about ready to go into, you know, Mayor Ben's place and, um, it says, you know, closed caption brought to you by General Foods Corporation. Do you um, do you know how that uh, came to be? Um, was it just like a sponsorship deal or um, I don't what, know what, a lot about it. But okay. what I do know is that it wasn't on there uh, in the first run. And so it must have been when the show went from at first we were. Uh, syndicated different local station in each market um, in LA. We were on Fox. Uh, and then uh, the show, as you know, started moving around to PBS. Well, I think it was uh, the Hall Learning Channel, the Hallmark Channel, PBS. And in one of those uh, moves, that was added on. So um, I think it was probably, and I'm not sure about this. I think it was something that Stan Moger, our syndicator, uh, worked as a deal um, at a time when we were trying to be super conscious about um, being accessible to to everybody. And so that they did a closed caption thing. They got a like a grant um, from uh, to do the closed caption. Um, <laughs> How do you know this stuff? See, that's why I asked I don't these know. questions. I said I don't know for sure, but I, I'm pretty sure that Stan Moger, went, when he moved it, when we got moved from, you know, one station to another and one of those many moves, because I, I only St. Louis because that's when I noticed it, um, you know, when we went on another station. Steel trap. <laughs> Dude has so much information floating up there, and that's why I always try and think of that kind of stuff to ask. Um, but yeah, the, uh, you know, the, the three characters mentioned have, uh, basically like a, a writer's block or a creative block, so to speak. Um, and, uh, yeah, we see you, uh, Louise, um, you know, playing the, uh, is it a alto saxophone, tenor sax? I don't know. It's soprano saxophone, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, uh, you're having a hard time playing it. It is not quite up to the standard that, you know, was at would typically have when she's playing. Um, yeah. And yeah, so you're having this, uh, this block of, of what to do, how to play. Um, well, and she's playing so poorly 
that the flowers <laughs> wilt. The flowers and a, wilt. And a picture falls, and a picture falls. off the wall. That's how bad it was. And it she was says, terrible. why is it so hard to be, well, I mean, probably do have, why is it so hard to be creative sometimes? You know, and it, it really is, you know, uh, being an artist, yep. it's just sometimes so hard. And I love the story because the, because when the genie, you know, gives everybody an opportunity to have a wish and they get their wish, they don't want it. You know, they, it doesn't work out. And in the end, you know, the wonderful moral of the story that every episode has is that it's about your own talent. It's about the magic being inside of you. Your, the creativity isn't out there. It's nothing somebody can give you. It's about, wow, the sacredness of just having talent. Everybody loves that. And I love that. That's such a great story. Yeah. Um, great moral. I, I think the, you know, the, the main one where we really see it like, affecting someone is you know the van gogh character um because he's got that paintbrush going and um how do we do that There's i was gonna neat, ask do you know like stuff. i was really paying attention and i, and like, I didn't, I didn't really see like the string like i don't know if it was do i don't know how we did that mike i don't green, remember but it was sure fantastic green screen it was green screen <laughs> they put somebody in a green suit on a green screen and just waving. I waving was wondering. That. Yeah. Yep. And I remember that, you know, seeing it was done for, for very primitive special effects, not a high budget for special effects. It was yeah. phenomenal. And plus the imagination of the Zubaru's watching, you know, didn't matter that there were mics in the shot or something like <laughs> something like that. You know, it's right. like when a child's written. A, you read a story to a child, their imagination can go. So yeah. I love that, that. And it was long enough ago to have been a really impressive special effect. Yeah. You'll notice that I, I noticed the handle sometimes disappears. Yeah. But it's still, I mean, blue kids minds. And, you yes. know, you look at it, it is magic, you know, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and the appearing and reappearing of the genie, of course, and the, the purple smoke coming out. Was there yeah. really purple smoke coming out? I think there was. I think there was something remember. that went off. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, don't, I mean, at least as a viewer, that's what it seemed like. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't recall because I was merely a minor character <laughs> in that episode. Which, which we will get to that for sure. A minor character. I'm so humiliated. So you mean you weren't watching? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was up in the rafters on the other stage. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it, it it amazes me that you know how much work would have had to go into doing the purple smoke scene that yeah, you know thanks, now Paul. kids can do it on TikTok like that. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and have the same effect. Yeah. So yes, it is incredible. And but you um, know, like the Zooputer and the Zell phone, yeah. and all the things you know they weren't invented yet. Yeah, isn't isn't Takatu on the computer on the Zooputer on this show, or maybe that's yeah, it. I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, it starts. That's... It starts writing by itself. Remember? Yeah. yeah right. Yeah. And uh, but that was so fantastical, like Star Wars or yeah. or, or yeah. Um, Star Trekky or yes. something. Yes. Yep, you know, yep. Star Trek, I guess, more yeah appropriate. But yeah, but, so um, so Van Gogh, he has his, uh, you know, the painting is, you know, the paintbrush is doing it for him, and you get Bill with his very uh, dry, uh, realistic, um, you know, uh, sense of sensibilities. And, you know, Van Gogh's like, hey, what do you think of my painting? And he's like, yeah, I think it's great. And like, 
Van Gogh starts to get very self-conscious. He's like, now, wait a minute. You don't like it more than my paintings do. He's like, well, yeah, I do. (laughs) You know, I don't remember the exact lines, but. So well written because that's how we are all as artists and as creative people. Right, right. And and you start to learn the the kind the consequences of of wanting this stuff to happen. Um, but uh you know, and we'll we'll step back a little bit and and get to you all going to um you know, it, it's a different set than usual. You know, it's kind of beautiful like the, the, set. Yeah, it's beautiful really nice. picnic. Hard to believe that was like a theater, like a set. It was, yeah. it was not, we weren't on location. Beautiful, and the colors and you remember, and yeah, the trees would always be, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful colors and bushes. And um, again, 20 or 30 people in front of us. Well, yeah. all of this is shot. Like it's hard to believe that we had such a strong sense of the fourth wall. Like all of that was going on in front of us, behind yeah. up there, all up there, all around, you know, and here we were in, in this feeling of being at a picnic and nobody around. Yeah. yeah. And it, it gets kind of spooky. Yeah. You know, the episode does a little bit, you know, when, when that yeah. smoke starts coming up and um, it's, it's really interesting shots. It you is know, spooky, beca- actually. Yeah. You know, because with, um, you know, typically with, with shows like this or, you know, sitcom, you know, stages, sound stages, you know, it's usually just, you know, straight kind of open shots. And this, it's using a lot of different camera angles and cranes. Yeah, it's shot a lot more yeah. like a film. David Grossman must have really a deal on that crane. That, that <laughs> was a great deal having that crane. I would great. love to hear more about some of that, you know, like, especially for you, you know, Steve, um, because you, um, you're you in those scenes. Um, yeah, what what was it like to to kind of switch and, you know. Which, you mean with the uh, magic? You mean well, with the genie no. appearing or not, or just the cr- the cranes and everything? Well, yeah, like just yeah. the 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 set, you know, like you know, it's it's filmed entirely differently. Um, you know, did you? Um... Well, just being, as I say, not on location, but being on a set again, yeah. just it's just the creating of the of the believing it, just believing yeah. it, yeah. and and um, I did. I mean, I was in my twenties and. Uh, really really believed it i really believed it because the people i was working with the zubals we all really believed it you know we yeah. never broke character we may forget our lines but we forgot <laughs> them in character sure and uh and then we were but we never let each other down and i didn't know what i was doing was improv and gary's a master improv trainer but i didn't know that was improv it was just you didn't want to have egg on your face. So you just, and we didn't have time to reshoot. So we just believed it so much. Um, and you wouldn't, but it is fantastic. I'd forgotten about the crane. I mean, that's how I had to until I saw that. Was going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I did. I, there was a behind the scenes photo, and I, I'll have to send it to you of like the three cameras. I don't know if you've seen that. I've put it up on the Facebook group, but what it was like to have all, somebody took it from behind and you could see the cameras and everybody right in our face you know how how it was all there and we just put up that fourth wall i think yeah. we were really we just we didn't have time to sort of question it was so like on a mill what do you call that you know just going from True. we would finish and we we wouldn't even have a break oh we're going on to this set now you know, we just, we just, we just had, that's incredible that we pulled off what we did. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you talked about the, uh, the cameras we had like the top guys, some of the top guys, uh, in to LA. Steve Binder. Yeah. Steve Binder's yeah. connections were phenomenal. He knew we're everything. on, we're, uh, on cameras and, and, you know, these guys were serious dudes and here they are 
uh, you know, having to shoot us. I remember so many times cracking those guys up and, <laughs> and, you know, and feeling like they felt like part of the family, you know? And yes. uh, well, I don't think a, they yeah. were embarrassed at all. And so, I mean, I think, I think that there was a lot of um, joking. We, we, they played around like they, yeah. it was constantly horsing around. Can, can I tell a quick story? It's yes. not about the episode, but it's about, no. about, <laughs> <laughs> come on, Paul. <laughs> it's about one of our cameramen. The three cameramen who I remember shooting most of the episodes were Sam Drummy. I'm on his IMDb page right now. Oh, and he was great. And by the way, he was married to, um, I think, I think he was married to Gloria Levinson, who was one of our makeup artists. I'll have to double check that. Um, uh, but then Dean Hall, who was a, a very big name camera uh, uh, operator. Such and a nice guy. Yep. And Bruce Oldham. And so uh, many, many years later, I don't know what year it was, in the early 2000s, I was on the Conan O'Brien show doing a sketch. And uh, we're rehearsing the sketch. And there he is. Everybody else. What'd you say? I'm on his IMDb and he's on Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, you know, in the sketch is watching the monitors and there's like a, uh, an isolated camera close up on me the whole time. And (sighs) I'm even starting to feel uneasy. Like it was, (laughs) it was an ensemble, you know, and what the heck? That's so neat. And we finished rehearsal. And I looked behind the camera and it was Bruce, Bruce Oldham, who uh, was on Zubilee Zoo with us. And it was so great to see him. And uh, they're just so Louise, that's my way of saying I think they felt like part of the family. Yeah, I think later they did. Like, I think. Yeah. They, but as we were doing it, I don't think we knew that w- what we were creating. I don't think anybody uh-huh. really knew we were just doing it. We were in it. We didn't have time to think. But there was yeah. a lot of making fun of us doing send ups, trying to trip us up. You know, like, look at the bloopers, right? Yeah. I, I remember when that blooper thing happened and you guys attacked me and, you know, was so I couldn't break character for a while because I didn't know if we were still recording and I was still in was that and I just never broke character from the time I think I got there in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at lunch, we had to slurp our lunch and learn lines and we were working through our lunch. So it was kind of hard to just suddenly pop into me being Louise and realize what was going on. I stayed in character no matter what. So I remember just so many of people having fun and and just being rascals trying to throw us off or make us laugh and stuff. And, but certainly when we were shooting, everybody was doing their job. And, and, And I'm not saying they weren't doing their job anyways, but I think there was a lot of you know, we, we took it lightly. We didn't take it too seriously. We didn't realize, I think, you know, what, what we, what this was just kind of had faith in what Steve, Steve, you know, was, it was such an incredible creator and everything. Um, I, I just, I mean, I, I was a serious actress before I took this role and I was thinking, and I, and this was just so, so different. But then later there was just like, wow, it's all over. And uh, where are those people? And I just, I, I mean, there's this huge hole. And to run into someone like you ran into Bruce, speaking of Dennis, he, he invited me on to um, H- Howdy Doody's 40th anniversary. 
And that was so great that I got to go after Zubilee Zoo. And I think Dean even was on that, Dean the mm. cameraman. You should look that up, you guys. You'd see Milton Berle, Gary Olson, all of the stars were on that show. I got to work with real Buffalo Bob and uh, Clara Bell. And wow. they were, yeah. You're, you're hitting Paul right in the heart. Oh my God, yeah. you got to watch the 40th anniversary. I sing a Dionne Warwick um, Friends to Howdy. They put me, wow. I played Princess Summer, Fall, Winter, Spring. The real Judy Tyler had died in a car accident. She was like 26, she played. And, and so I got, it was so great to work. And Dennis was the director. So that was, that was sort of like a little bit of a reunion for me. But yeah. I remember just, oh, I just wanted the Zoobles to be there. You know, I just wanted all the whole gang. That's one of the things that's sad about, I think, the show business is the way that shows end and every, and it's never that, even though you run into people later, later the synergy of everybody together is something you'll never have again. Just such great people on that show. So many wonderful people behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, I want to call them Zoobles too, you know? Yeah, I, actually, I was the one that got us off track. Uh, no, actually, it, it, this this is a pretty good segue, believe it or not, because um, as we're talking about people's resumes and meeting up with them later down the road, um, the writer for this episode and hmm. God help me, I'm going to get her name wrong, um, is Betty G. Bernie. You know, she's outside of Zubli Zoo. She's worked on Fraggle Rock, Dumbo Circus, Doug, Bobby's World and I don't know if you realize this, Louise, but she is also written for you on the new adventures of Madeline. Oh my God. Whoa. Now see, I, we didn't do my audition. I don't want to get off track for the genie, but you know, I think I can't, I can't remember how I heard about the auditions, but I did a lot of work for Deke and it was later. I did Madeline, not before. I think it was later when I became mm -hmm. a director, but I did, had done Lady Lovely Locks, Ghostbusters, um, Care Bears. I know. <laughs> A lot of things for Deke, Deke, and I think that's how I heard about the audition for for Zoom. That's and I did a ton of work, so that's interesting. I bet a lot of the writers, yeah, all right, very good. You're holding up a bag of ghost of um, is that Ghostbusters? Yes, that, yeah, big um, Ghostbusters fan, and I cool. know very well that you were on that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I only think I only did one episode of that, but I did tons of. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Party Popple, Popples. Party Popple is actually Wazat's voice. And I did Party Popple before Wazat. And I was like, how am I going to do a nine-year-old kangaroo? What? So I, <clears throat> Party Popple's like, she never stops giggling though. I'll do her for it. <laughs> Party Popple. <laughs> oh, she just never stops laughing. Oh, She's wow. like that. Well, see, and that's like, another show that uh, Betty wrote for. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. How do you know this? These I don't know anything. We do it. as much research as we can for this it's stuff. Incredible, but yeah. So it doesn't surprise me there would be crossover people from Deke. Deke would Deke would be the pool where I suppose. So yeah, it just it, it really sense. struck me as interesting that somebody that you know you had as a, had writing for you back here thirty five years ago was writing for you recently in that Madeline. Really, that's fantastic. More recently, even Madeline's a while. You know. Yeah. But uh, the yeah, very cool. Wow, that was awesome, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> really wow. good. Yeah, yeah. Deke. Deke is a huge part of Zubli Zoo that we never talk about. Um, Steve Binder and, Hall and Hallmark we talk about, but Deke was a third of it. So yeah. uh, too many cooks, as they say, but sure. certainly, certainly they came together to at least get it off the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Hey, um, uh, getting back to the episode, another yes. thing that that really struck me was um, you can tell it's one of Sandy Grin's very first episodes because his makeup is so dark. Yeah. And he's not I wearing glasses. Mm. I noticed and, the glasses. Yeah. yeah. And Sandy really had a hard time with that dark makeup. He felt it made him look scary and and mm-hmm. not you know, um, sort of not as likable and soft as he would like to be. And so uh, Sandy worked with the makeup artists and the whole design team to to lighten it up. You'll notice the the gray is much lighter in later episodes. His cheeks are pinker and he's wearing these glasses that he felt made him look a little more. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll it let gave him, him something. It gave yeah. him. A, yeah. I'll let yeah. him tell you because I don't want to get it wrong, but I, I know that it was really important for him to change that makeup and they did it for him. And um, But in this episode, boy, he looks dark. That yeah. makeup is really dark gray. And, um, that was a lot yeah. of makeup. It's a yeah. horrible color to have to wear. You know? Yeah. But, um, um, something else that I, I want to get to is uh, we get to the scene where um, you start to realize that you know, maybe this uh, self music creating, you know, the magic, you know, uh, piano or whatever um, may not be, you know, exactly what you want, but it is the first time that we see lookout in this episode, (laughs) 22 minute episodes. And it takes just over 14 minutes for him to show up. Yeah. You know, it's the first I, time I see actually was I'd have a crush on him. Dude. Well, and I wanted to talk about that is yeah. you two had a very nice scene together, really, yeah. you know, like you're enjoying different types of music. You're uh, and yeah, I, I guess I didn't necessarily look at They're it like in a, teams, a crush you know? kind of way, but yeah. like, yeah, you know, like she's cuddling up to him. Sure, yeah, for sure. For sure. And I love she says rock and roll, reggae and classical. And, and yes. the classical is very romantic. Yes. It's but very romantic. Uh, I was re- I was following along with the script while watching the episode in the script. I don't say I like reggae music. I don't know why we changed it. But in the script, Lookout says, oh, and tangos <laughs> like like, like as if kids are into that. What? Yeah. Was that said something like, uh, oh, uh, I like rock and roll music. And I said in the script, Lookout says, oh, and tangos. And I guess the music was supposed to switch to a tango. But for some reason, they decided to change it to reggae. I like. I reggae. think we changed it on the spot because somebody thought that was pretty dated, even dated for that. Uh-huh. For that time. The kids wouldn't know what that Maybe, is. Yeah. They were doing that all the time, and I, I think they yeah. were trying to. You know, we were the young kids. We we were the ones that that Zubaru's related to more mm-hmm. than anybody. We were the motor characters because of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you know, Lookout was he was my guy. Yeah. You know, as well, as a kid, you know, he's the one with adventure. And, and yeah, and maybe we did just figure out, like, why would look out like tangos? Look, I, look out, I look actually like somehow tangos. remember that. There's a little yeah. thread of a memory of something happening in the moment. And that uh-huh. was the kind of thing that happened all the time. We would rewrite. And yeah, I love the line that Van Gogh says. There's a line that he says, you're not, you're not a you're a genius, but you're no genie. <laughs> I also um, going back to um, your your scene uh, where you're playing and you're not playing very well. Like he comes in and he is like so like turned off by it that he goes, what's that? (laughs) <laughs> that's right that's I, right i just thought that was a funny little note that is that is yeah say that there were a lot of fun little like one-liners in uh this episode like 
when uh, you and Van Gogh are leaving the house, the sax kind of goes, Bwomp, and yeah. <laughs> Van Gogh looks over, get your own date. You know, it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so swanky, you know, so yeah. funny. Like adult humor in there, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. It, it was so written for both. It, you know, it, it, you can't say it was just for kids. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Well, and then I don't know if we're up there to this yet, but it was 16 around 16 minutes and 28 seconds when that boom mic comes yes. so far into the shot. And that's a big no, no, you know, and it stayed there uh, for, let's see, six seconds. It was <laughs> just, in and out. In just and boom, out. Like, you're like, <laughs> yeah, I think I saw it in a star is born too. This probably, yeah. it probably came oh, yeah. in other times. It's amazing though. Yes. We would just keep it. <laughs> Yeah, right. Why not? <laughs> you know, and to to step back for a moment, you know, you bring up Star is Born. Um, your singing is just Thank incredible. You, Billy. Thank you. It, I it really truly love is. singing that song. That song is my theme song in my life. I just love to sing that song. You know, yeah. it's like a crystal. It's like it's like a mantra, you know. I sing. I'm like, I'm so. I feel so blessed that I got to sing it. I know Lookout got to sing it too, didn't you? You yeah. got to sing. You are what you think you are. Yeah. It's just. It's just a fun. The words and everything. So. Um, and I remember. I remember when we recorded. I think we had two takes. That's it from beginning to end. There were like two takes. That's just pretty. Pretty much what we would ever get was two takes, right, Mike? We probably used. Yeah. It was full out with that tail. I mean, that tail weighed quite a bit, and to be doing cartwheels and everything that I did. Uh, and Kat, you know, she'd give us the choreography, but, she, hmm. you know, she didn't have, a, like, you know, the weight of those costumes to dance around and, um, and sing. It was not uh, punched in, you know, it was live recording. Yeah. Well, and, and just like, you know, Wazak can play any instrument. You see her pick up any instrument and she plays it. And then she sings with this beautiful voice, you know. And, such uh, a great, such a truly, she's, uh, like, she's I'd like to be. music Zubal. When I die, will you just sing that at my funeral? You are, yeah. what you are. like it's that yeah. much. I love that song. Yeah. Um, really you know, no, Thanks. but we'll change the lyrics to "You were what you thought you were." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, how depressing! That, that oh funny. man, that, that I want a pink coffin. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about this. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'll go to Zubali Zoo when I die. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'll meet Forrest there. I'll meet Van Gogh. Yeah, there you go. That's so um, what we need to do. Set Zubli Zoo. We could. Yeah, it's heavy. <laughs> it is heavy. <laughs> but you know, that's also kind of what the show was in in some of the sense too. You know, with the you know the realism and the the morals and all that. But mm -hmm. so real real quick. Um, I know obviously it's not about this episode, but since we are talking about um. Uh, Interesting. The two know. episodes we're doing tonight, Billy, Genie, and Make a Wish. They're yes. both about wishes. They're yeah, yeah. I have that as a note as well. Cool. Um, but uh, no, with 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 that song, um, you know, Michael had brought up in earlier episodes that uh, you know, especially like when he is you know on Bravo's set, he's being an actor, so he had and not a good actor, you know, so he has to be an actor portraying someone who's not that good and, and also portraying an animal and, you know, all this stuff. Um, you know, when you, when you sing that song and, and you can, you know, uh, answer Did I this, do it in character? Know, truthfully, I, like it, it, it so seems much? like at <laughs> first you're kind of in character. It's a little bit more of that, 
that innocent, higher pitched, you know, kid like, you know, uh, charm to it. But as it goes on, you come out and it becomes very powerful. Well, I had to keep a mix of that. And um, it really depended on the key. So mm. if if I need to have a high pitched was well, that sound, it really had to be a song that was written in that key, you know. So that song was quite a rangy song and I had to belt, you yes. know. So I couldn't belt in, in uh, Wazat's voice. Um, when I sing jazz, I use a much lower register that, that is actually my real singing. It's, it's, it's a lower, airier sound. Somewhere over the rainbow. You know, there's more air mixed in. Yeah. Wazat would be like, some, it would be higher. Somewhere. I wouldn't be that somewhere over the rainbow, way up high. I'd have to get into the nine-year-old, but you can hear I yeah. add a nasal. Yeah. And it, it really has to be pitched in Wazat's voice and yeah. probably what you're mentioning is the, but but I will I will just also, you know when I did Tacarella, when, when I had to be the mean guy in the, the, what, the fairy godmother, it was a little bit of what Mike's talking about. I had to be Wazat playing that character. I couldn't be a mean, because Wazat didn't have a mean bone in her body. So it was really hard. I remember when I did Takarella to be mean to talk to playing Cinderella. And I, and I, and I kind of like, it kind of messed me up. Like I had to really try to figure out how does Wazat play this? I almost wanted to come out of it and say, oh, that was hard for me, Takatu. And, you know, but, but we were so in character for, for Takarella. Remember that? And that was very, really was a hard, that was the hardest episode I think I had to do to find how Wazat would play the mean stepmom. Um, and I think originally, that episode i was cast as i recall and then they changed the script because they were so sick of was at taking it home on every show you know or a lot of the shows that they wanted and and, and then we were getting a little bit typecast within our characters and doing the same story over and over again so they switched our roles did you remember that mike they switched karen and, and they i did not that. remember that yeah. but now it sounds familiar yeah and that and so that kind of threw me but i like it it definitely is the one that of all the episodes that seems sort of like bizarre you know mm -hmm. that, that uh that was at so mean in it you know to talk <laughs> yeah. to who she loves and that there's no breaking i wanted it to i wanted somewhere i can't i have to watch that episode again i don't remember but i don't think that she ever said I'd like her to have come out of character and sort of like stumbled and said, this is really hard. This is really hard for me, Takatu, to, you know, to play this character. But, but it, but I don't think it ever happened. We played hmm. it straight to the end, but um, yeah. So just, just addressing, you know, yeah. what Mike said about and what you think about um, staying in character, making, playing another role, staying in character, playing another role. Um, so yeah. And, yeah. and, and I mean, I think I did have a more mature voice with vibrato and perhaps that's what you're, you're, you're noticing in the yeah. uh, board again, cause I had to belt it. I had to use my lungs. Yeah. It, it was a thing that of last note, you know, not knowing if it was a conscious decision decision or if it was, yeah, like you said, um, just being like, able to sing the notes that's just and, and make kind the of what you had attractive. to do. Yeah. yeah. The song had yeah. to be attractive. Yeah. Um, and so, it makes sense because that's was that she's a master of music and mm -hmm, she can mm -hmm. do anything with her, uh, you know, vocal chops. Yeah. I can pull any instrument out of my pouch. That's and right. Make it, and make it work. <laughs> so funny. I was playing a cop before on a series called Nighty, a cop 
So when I immediately came from Toronto and got into Zubilee Zoo, I always joked about pulling a Colt 45 out of my <laughs> pocket, like I couldn't quite change characters or something. But that's funny. Yeah, that was kind of neat. That's sort of a neat thing that that those those instruments came out of her pouch. When you think about it, you know, that's so cool. She could just get anything out of there. Like Mary, kind of like Mary Poppins could pull kitchen sinks out of that carpet bag. Yeah. That kind yeah. of. A, oh yeah. I thought that was so neat. I just I just loved the opportunity to to be a triple threat. You know, to be able to sing and dance and act and work so hard. I felt so stimulated so used so you know nothing has matched it since i hope something comes along you know in my lifetime because nothing really right mike i mean it yeah. was just so utilized as a as a creative yeah so i agree yeah uh, somehow stumbled gary, into that role gary mentioned how intimidating it was for him not not really being a, a dancer or a singer um, surrounded it was so by great because he'd st stay in oh, character and fall, yeah. and that was what he made was it fantastic. perfect. It's the but, fact that he stayed in character that made yeah. it work. Yeah, but you know, some of us had been, you know, trained in dance, theater, and uh, and in you know, voice and. Um, but Gary mentioned that that was intimidating for him. I heard him say that. He always yeah. says that. And it was just, it's because he was in character. He was just so lovable. He could do anything, yeah. you know, it yeah. didn't matter. And that's, it's the staying in character. I learned later when I started getting into cartoons is that's just, that's, that's not, not everybody can do that. You know, not yeah. everybody maintain a character like that we just never broke character from the time we arrived at the time we ripped our noses off at five o'clock somebody would say rap and that would be the first thing wasn't it michael we just pull our noses yeah. off and stick yeah. it somewhere in that studio. <laughs> rip yeah and we had thousands of noses all over all over the sticking on the rafters mm. and the metal and the cameras all over the cameras these noses it was so hilarious <laughs> i wish i'd gotten a picture of that all the noses everywhere and um yeah, because you couldn't reuse them. We couldn't reuse them. They had to be melded on our face. And I think I remember call times like four o'clock in the morning. Do you remember that? We get we we were there before the sun came up. Six o'clock, five yeah, o'clock. I, I know Gary got in first. Or... Gary was yeah, always there first. Gary was there first. I I feel like I remember more like six o'clock. Six o'clock. So maybe it was. Maybe it was. Um, maybe I was just setting my alarm. And yeah, maybe. That's because um, I had to walk the dog and get there and. Yeah. So, sun and you know what? With all of my uh, memorabilia and stuff, I might have a call sheet somewhere. Oh, that, that'd be you know, so that neat. Would be, yeah. I would like to know. You'll have to on one of your future shows yeah. drop mention it because uh, I I do think and we would they would stagger it. They would yeah. have you come in first sometime. Always Gary came first. Yeah, but, but then, remember, it was based on who who was shooting their scenes first. Oh, like, I guess you're right. Yeah. If Gary who wasn't was up gonna, first, right? Right. Uh, but you're right about Gary. It it took his makeup took longer so he would <laughs> he sometimes yeah we would be in the in the first <laughs> scenes you and me so we'd be in our makeup chairs and gary would have already been there you know and he doesn't he was shoot not for, a happy yeah, camper hours. Getting all that. Yeah. Like, oh not again right but then we would transform and we would just be those characters all day you know maybe yeah. a little uh, and then, and then they made me that furry bikini top. I know I'm going off, off the show, <laughs> but right. we were so hot and we would be outside and they bring our chairs out and we'd be outside, you know, catching some sunlight or something. And, and they made me that furry, that yeah. funny furry two triangles, you know, and I would open the whole costume and just <sighs> sit there, you know, <laughs> and, um, but you know, everybody just treated us all. There was not, there was no... Um, there was no, what am I trying to say? There was no Hollywood feel about it. It was such respect for us. And 
I think respect, Aberration. but also sympathy. I sympathy, think, yeah, you know, probably, the crew, yeah. the crew knew they really tried to help us yeah, in those in did. those costumes and the heat. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. So I think is a good word. Yeah. Compassion. Yeah. Like they were compassion. Just, yeah. You know, but it was no star attitude. We didn't have right. any star attitude. You know, we, we weren't treated like better than anybody. Everybody yeah. was at the same level. And I just thought that was so cute when they made that little bikini top. It was so thoughtful that the wardrobe yeah. department came up with that so that I could open my whole, you know, yes. top and just ah, outside. And I was a, you know, a ballet dancer, so I wasn't really self-conscious about my body. But someone seeing that might have thought that was lewd, but it wasn't. It was treated totally in the, yeah. uh, just surviving, you know, yeah. in the valley of 100 plus degrees or whatever it was. And I guess there was air conditioning, but they had to shut it off. I guess I heard Yeah. I mean, yeah. just, but any any soundstage has to do that, right? You know, but right. but you're right. I mean, the valley is hot, hot. Yeah, and under the heat of the you know the sun, and and then we'd have yeah. to shut everything down because we were close to the airport, and yeah. very often there would be an air. Somebody would say, "Plane, yeah, have to wait." Yeah, and then we we you know they couldn't turn the air on and off. Show on. Wait until yeah. the plane, and we'd be just waiting and sweating, and our noses would start to yeah. come out, and yeah. you could lift our noses up, they come with glue, <laughs> and they put the glue uh. underneath. But once that came off at the end of the day and we stuck them on, that was it. We really yeah. knew it was over for the day. Yeah. And it was quite a thing getting those noses on, the makeup. The, the, you know, I don't know if, you, if Mike's told you about the process and the heat. It's like syrup. It's like they would pour it on and it would glue to our, it would glue right to our prosthetics, would move. Incredible yeah. thing. You'd have that. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Unwishes. Unwishes. I, that was the next thing I had on the list. I think that's a neat thing that we yep. should all have are unwishes. You know, be careful what you wish for. What a great message in that. Yes. And to unwish. And mm -hmm. that's that's something, you know, that never comes up. I've never heard of that in a Disney show. Unwishes. I think it's a neat thing. Yeah. Agreed. Or, Nowadays, we should have more of unwishes. There's too many in politics and stuff. It'd be great oh. to do some unwishes, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, careful what you, know, you wish for, right? One thing, one thing I noticed when the uh, genie comes back uh, to, I think it's when he's granting the unwishes, behind him, you can see the Zubli Zuchu station, which mm -hmm. is a rare thing. You don't see it that often. You know, normally you would only see it uh, when the few times we've taken the Zubli Zuchu somewhere, you see the station. This might be the only time you see the station besides that. Maybe not, but I did notice that behind the genie is the Zubli Zuchu station. That's cool. That's I didn't really pick cool. up on that. Is Do you think it was supposed to be seen or? I think so. I, okay. Um, yeah, because they were in front of Van Gogh's house. And next door to Van Gogh is Builder Beaver. And then the Zubli Zuchu station is tucked behind Builder Beaver's house and uh, behind the stage, behind Bravo's stage. Mm -hmm. I actually um, have it on so one of my... You would rarely see back there. And that's just where David Grossman set, set up that scene. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to me. Can huh. you see that, the set? Um, There's the Builder Beaver's house. So a Bravo that's stage, real... if you take a right... We're talking the about the background stage. on my Zoom. For yeah. anybody who's listening, I've got wonderful backgrounds of the yeah. so actual set. Right there behind Bravo stage and next to Builder Beaver's house is the Zubli Zuchu station. Okay. Rarely seen. That's so those, those sets would always stay there. I guess they were on wheels. I know they could move uh, the theater out of the way. Yeah. But, I but think it yours was like, moved too. The front of your house. Do, but it was really neat, isn't it, to yeah. think that we would arrive at work and there was that little town. There, yeah. there it was. It was so real. And I tell you, 
you know, to be an actor on that set was really, really special for me. Like, I, I, I didn't remember that feeling, Louise, until you just saw it showing up. And this is where we live. And it's like different than some of my friends who were, uh, you know, in the prop department or, um, you know, electrical department. This is where they work. But there was something special as an actor to say, this is this is where, you know, these characters live and I get to play one of these characters. So neat. Yeah, it is. It would be like, you know, pinching yourself. That is this. And, and just again, that there's no out. It's just continuous. So you don't have time to think about it. Well, we more and more became the characters. We just more and more, it became more and more real to us. Yeah. It was almost like a brainwashing. It was like we were so exhausted, you know, it's like just saying the same thing and over and over and over again. It was just uh, our life yeah. for, for three and a half months or whatever it was. Um, how much was it? 15 weeks? Well, What's that? Uh, Gary said 17 weeks, which sounded 17 right. 17 weeks? I thought he yeah, said 15. So a little over four months. Four months. Okay. Yeah. Every day. Yeah from six at least, maybe five, getting up at four or five. So, you know, your mindset, you're on your way. And then wrapping usually at five. That seems to be the time I remember we would wrap the golden hour, but it would depend where we were at, I guess. You know, it's interesting as I stare at the background, Louise, uh, the theater geek in me uh, comes out and I would kill to spend a day with the uh, set team. I know you would. I mean, (laughs) I really wish these sets existed, but I don't think they do. I think they burned with Havenhurst Studios when it burned. I I don't think these sets exist anymore. They weren't at the studio. They were being stored somewhere. And so it's they may still exist, um, but they went into storage and Mm. it's been a long time. So I'd be surprised if they exist, but um, they did. They didn't burn with the studio because they weren't kept there. Louise, I, re- I remember um, uh, some of the Hallmark folks told me that, you know, they were being put in storage. That'd be I, an interesting you know, barn find. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't it? Really? <laughs> Could you imagine? If, but if if anybody would even know what they were yeah. nowadays. But, you know, I, I loved the musical notes on uh, my door, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was yeah. so neat. Yeah. 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 Um, one uh, last thing that I wanted to bring up is, um, you know, this is one of the episodes where at the end um, we see you all sitting, um, you know, on, you know, between, you know, the stages and everything singing uh, the song together. And um, the thing I wanted to bring up was the pairings of people. Um, we have Bravo and Bill. We have Van Gogh and Takatu. We have Lookout and Was At. Yeah, and we're rocking back and forth on that hay. Yeah. On yeah. the haystack. Or um, yeah, on the, what do you, you call know, it? You know, the, the box or something, wasn't it? No, isn't what it hay, it? isn't it a isn't it a you know a hay bale? Yeah. Was it? I'll have to, have to go was. back and look at it. I yeah. thought it was just a box. Maybe, maybe it was. But yeah, we, um, that was so neat. We were rocking back. I was just noticing it the other day, Billy. Yeah. But we're you know, we're the kids, so it makes sense that we're mm-hmm. sitting together. We're at the kids' table. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. You know, we we never were given an age, but we kind of, you know, Louise kind of um, created that character. And and what did you say, Louise, about eight or nine? I was told nine. I have nine, nine in my head. I don't think I made that up. But yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, uh, we're going to be doing another episode of a, the podcast coming up where was that loses her first tooth, and I was wondering. Ah, true. Could, I would. 
You know, that that usually happens. That I actually I had something I wanted to ask yeah. about that as well. So, so um, should we, that, should we that'll that'll be that a thought. good. Yes, yeah. that'll be a good um, um, teaser for the next episode. And then I played Lookout, not too much older than that, probably 12 years old, you know, like in the Boy Scouts. And who gives a 12 year old a car? <laughs> it's, ah, good point. it's not a car. It's a it's a runabout. <laughs> Who and gives a 12 year old a runabout in Zubilee Zoo? You don't need a driver's license. <laughs> it's, oh. it's like a golf court, a, a golf cart. Yeah. Golf cart, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But so was, was that with your question, Billy, how those parents um, came about? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if I, there was just any, you know, did they was there any talk from, you know, whoever, you know, was directing that or producing that? It's like, well, you're over here with these people or did you converse and figure it out? Like, well, I just I was curious how. Unless it was just like, this is just who you're paired with. And you're well, like, the okay. director, I don't remember who directed that sequence. Do you, Louise? It's the one that they just tack on to the end of an episode when they need to fill a little bit of time. I, I don't remember, but um, it was either David Grossman or Dennis Rosenblatt. But I, I imagine, Billy, you know, yeah, we wouldn't choose. We wouldn't just say, oh, we're going to sit here. Uh, the director would have said, you sure. two sit here. You two are here. You two are here. It would be, you know, block it for us. I yeah. think it makes sense that they paired us the way they did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Like mom yeah. and dad, the two yep. kids. Yeah, it, it wasn't random. And then so the- we know Bravo yeah. and Bill are the odd couple. So yes, yes. <laughs> well, and they're clearly like the old ones too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, that's what I got out of it anyway. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the yeah. older, more, you and, know, then talking is kind of very uh, motherly. Sure. Nurturing Marmy. that Marmy. way. Yeah, so the marmish. Yeah, which we'll definitely get that in the next episode as yeah. well. Right. And Billy uh, and Paul and all the listeners, please go back and look at this episode, The Genie. And the thing I said about Sandy Grin's makeup as Builder Beaver is really dark in the episode. But then that comes on at the end of the episode. He's got his new makeup that he yeah. had, he had his um, makeover between the time that we shot that episode and the, we shot the sequence. Oh, so you mean the actual glasses. episode it changes. It, it oh, yeah. in the well, episode. no, because we shot that end sequence, you know, later on in the run oh, that's in the funny. summer so oh. that they could tack it on. So uh, oh, but it's it's funny. If you really uh, watch closely, you'll notice that his makeup is different in the end and he's wearing his glasses. Wow. Mm. Yep. Yeah, Still the characters really gave him something. The glasses. It really, yeah, I think really so. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, before we wrap this, I'd like to get everyone's thoughts on uh, Mayor Ben's final thoughts on the episode, which, you know, as Louise, you mentioned earlier, is the moral of the episode. And that was, you know, basically, you know, you guys had to remember how good it was to do something for yourself, not have it done for you. Right. And, you know, and it, it, it's interesting because what I took away from that and it goes back to something you know michael you said earlier that shows would you know we we could really benefit from shows like that today uh this lesson could really be used today in that you know you really get that self-accomplishment that that uh boost when you finish something that you set out to do on your own instead of having somebody do it for you so it was was a really cool lesson Yeah. yeah i agree paul um and you know that's what I think is the greatest thing uh, that came out of all of these episodes are those important lessons that, you know, kids were, were listening to and watching 
back then while we were doing them and they remember them and they, you know, they tell Louise and me, Oh, I remember um, this episode because it taught me this lesson. And I was able to then pass that lesson on to my kids. And, um, and this is a really good one, you know, one of those really touching ones. You know, it gave them a sense of confidence too, and a place they could get their answers if they weren't getting them from their parents or school kids. Where, where do what is creativity? You know, how do I stimulate my own? Is it magic? Are there other people have it and I don't? Do I have to go somewhere or take a class or is it is it something I eat? How do I how do I how do I become creative? And that's what this show is about. Is it's not about something outside. It's about just to have it all with it lives and that's really cool because the whole show the whole premise of zoobly zoo is a it's about being creative you know, we've got the mm-hmm. artists we've got this we've got we're all different types of being creative being artists and um it's it's great this episode really is sort of a like a whole cap encapsulate really what the whole show is about magic is not outside of you it's inside yeah yeah and, and i did notice paul though that uh uh, the way Mayor Ben presented that closing message was a little intense. And sometimes you hear from people that uh, when they were kids, Mayor Ben scared them sometimes. And I think this may have been one of those times. I, I noticed that he got really intense with this one at the end. Yeah. So th- this was definitely one of those uh, drive it home messages. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. And like, it's, it, it is interesting because there's, there's sometimes where like, I don't know if this is part of it, you know, and, and, you know, the, the being in, you know, animal character thing, but like, there's times where like, he can get like really growly, (laughs) you know, in his, in his speech. And I, I wonder if that contributes a little. Yeah, I agree. I think it does. Yeah. And also the spots on his face. We had to change his makeup too. Hmm. The people were worried about the spots made him look like, um, I loved, uh, when the magic, the unwish is true. And was that says, I don't hear anything. It's magic. It's a great line. Yeah. I don't hear anything. And it's magic to my ears. I just love that. You know, when she, when she realizes that is the best thing, nothing outside beyond. And that was the thing that she was bored about in the beginning and complaining about in the beginning. Amazing what you can do a whole storyline, storyline in 22. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. I think it's, I think it's about time to close this one up. And, uh, you know, don't worry, you know, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a, another new episode, uh, and, about wishing. and yes, about wishes, uh, and, and Miss Stevie Louise will stick with us. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but, uh, uh, before we close, I just want to say, um, you know, thank you, uh, to, to the listeners, uh, the people that have been following us, Zubaroos. um, the Zubaroos, Yes. Um, and uh, we are running a, a contest, um, you know, for the holidays. And, um, you know, Michael was gracious enough to, you know, pull out of his, his personal collection of vintage uh, Zoobly Zoo poster. And um, we're going to give that away. Uh, we'll announce a winner on Christmas Day. Um, but uh, all you have to do, and hopefully it's not too complicated, but um, you know, just uh, reach out to us and prove that you are subscribed to um, the podcast. Um, typically, the main two are, are either uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And then let us know that you are following us on either Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. 
just because, you know, we want to make sure that you are getting um, the uh, episodes and, you know, we also want to do something nice and kind of fun for you. So, uh, you know, like I said, Michael was gracious enough to, to supply that and we want to give that to a, a lucky winner. So there are very few of them left, Billy. So hopefully we'll get some, uh, you know, some people who are interested. Yeah. Yep. And I, we definitely have some already. Oh, yeah. So um, that's great. Yeah. Um, are they signed? Is it signed by us? Do we have, did we sign the poster? Billy? Well, I mean, the, the ah, poster is, the spot. is uns, the spot. it's unsigned. Because um, I remember we had to sign a bunch of stuff. And then yeah. I just wondered if well, it was one that had signatures. Well, that's, that's a Michael question. I don't, I don't have the poster. I mean, they're not signed. I'm happy to sign it. Sure. Um, it'd be great if we could get Louise to sign it. We'll see if we can work it out so that we'll at least get, uh, we'll at least have my signature. Mm-hmm. And then if we can get Louise, great. Um, it's going to be a best. That'll be quite a, quite a feat though. Somehow getting it, it up. It, to, it would, it would have to, to, to Canada. Know, if, if yeah. we're trying to get it signed by multiple cast members, it would have to be, uh, shipped, uh, to multiple places yeah um, so that's quite a prize yeah well hey <laughs> right. you started this louise sorry i just wondered if it was, it was one that idea. we had signed i no, didn't know was, i i because i've got stuff that's signed i've got i think my poster's signed maybe that's because i was a zubal i don't know but yeah hmm. you, you got me and paul going like wow <laughs> um well, it's a future thing anyway it's a future thing to consider you know to yeah. do that yeah well, I've, got, and- I've got some great cards and I know that so, uh, Michael Sheehan was going to give us some Zoobles on that's board. That's right. And, so there's oh, some wow. other things. Yeah. yeah. Well, and and sure, this is, you know, um, and, and you know, obviously, you know, we we can work out other uh, fun things in the future. Um, uh, this is this is just the start. You know, it's early in the podcast and it's the, the season of giving and, and uh, you know, we'll see what else we can, you know, uh, conjure up. For, for, I've got a few other things up my sleeve. He, yes, Michael yes, definitely yes, does. does. Uh, we we're not going to spoil that right now. I um, want to know. <laughs> we'll we'll tell you when we're done recording. Um, <laughs> Great. But um, yeah, so we'll see what all you know we can do, and and um, yeah, we'll we'll try and just make this a fun adventure for for everyone. Um, so anyway, that's all I've got. Uh, I'm Billy. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Louise, thank you so much for, for wanting to hang out with us and tell excellent My stories. Total pleasure. It's like being on the show again. And it's Fantastic. always fun hanging out with you, Rue. Ah, bear. <laughs> but we'll have to get, you know, I talked to the bird. She really wants to the show. So. Oh, good. Yeah, what no, we, we want to get as many people who were involved um, yeah. as we can. Uh, you know, to tell as many different kinds of stories, um, you know, so, you know, it's again, it it's touched, just trying to offer touched, something new. Yes. It touched all of the people who were guests on the show, too. So, yeah. Yeah. So neat to think that it's reached so many people and it yeah. was just destined to disappear. And now it's the love that's brought it back. It's incredible. Well, let's it just is. let's keep that love just growing and you never know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. All right. See you soon in yeah. Zoo. See you soon, Zubaroos. <laughs> Bye. Bye, Zubaroos. Thank you all again for joining us on these new Zoobly Zoo adventures. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Zoobly Zoo Podcast. 
Bye for now, Zubaroos. <laughs> <laughs>